This is Help Wanted, the show that tackles all the big work questions you cannot ask anyone else. I'm Jason Pfeiffer, Editor-in-Chief of Entrepreneur Magazine. And I'm New York Times bestselling author and money expert, Nicole Lappin. The helpline is open. You have a hard decision to make. In front of you are two choices, and both are scary. Neither is perfect. They're exciting in their own way, of course, but they're full of risk, and so you're frozen between the two. Which do you pick? Does that sound familiar? I bet it does. I bet you've experienced it. I bet you might be experiencing it right now. We're always standing in front of two choices, two different directions that we can go about something. How do you decide? How do you make a hard choice? I will explain it all and show you how a framework that I developed helped a neighbor of mine think through one of the biggest decisions of his life. But first, before we get to all that, let's talk about what not to do. Because I bet that as you are trying to decide between two things, you will ask yourself this question. This question we all ask all the time of new things in our lives, or as we game out decisions that we're going to make, we start to apply this question to what could happen. We filter so much of our lives through this question. I'm about to tell you what it is. And before I do, I want to tell you, it is a terrible question. Stop asking this question. Stop it. Here's the question. Is this perfect? We ask that all the time. Like I said, Why? Because we want things to be easy. We want things to be obvious. We want to find the option with zero problems because if something has problems, then we figure it's probably the wrong choice. And so we search and we search and we game things out and we sit at the precipice of a decision and we game it out and we say, well, but if I move to that neighborhood, then I won't have access to the coffee shop that I always love. And now it's going to, it would be 10 minutes more of driving time to get to the thing. And that's not perfect. So probably let's, I think not going to move to the new neighborhood. That's how we do it. We filter for, is this perfect? But it is foolish. Please, like I said, never ask this question. Terrible question. Here's why. Because nothing is perfect. Nothing. (laughs) Right? If you ask the question, the answer is always the same every single time. doesn't matter what you're asking it about. The answer is no. No, it is not perfect. If you're looking for perfection, you'll never find it. And if you discard imperfect things, then you will discard everything. So now we need a different question to ask. And I have it for you. The question is this. Is my new problem better than my old problem? Is my new problem better than my old problem? Why is that one much better? Because now you're making room for problems. You're being more realistic and you're tracking progress through problems. You're accepting that life is not a march towards perfection. It is always in need of rebalancing. And the greatest thing that we can achieve ever in our whole lives is a better set of problems. But okay, how do you put this into actual practice? Well, now that I've given you some high-level concept thinking, we are going to drag this down onto the ground, a very specific ground, a ground which is a playground in Brooklyn, which is where I met this neighbor and started talking about this stuff and gave him a way to apply what I just told you, this question, is my new problem better than my old problem, 
to his life. And it has made a lot of difference. So, all right. A few weekends ago, I was at the playground and I was pushing my four-year-old on a swing. And while I was there, I started chatting with the dad who was at the swing next to me. This is a very common playground move. And uh, let's just call him Roberto. So uh, Roberto and I started talking about work, and I said that I have come to specialize in helping people navigate big changes, which is true. Uh, If you don't know, I have a book called Build for Tomorrow that is about exactly that. And also a newsletter, which is this episode that I'm doing right now is building off of actually an edition of that newsletter. It's called One Thing Better and you can find that by going to, this is an actual web address. You could plug this into a browser, onethingbetter.email. One way each week that you can improve your work. And in this case, the way that I am improving your work is by getting you to stop asking, is this perfect? And instead start asking, is my new problem better than my old problem? So anyway, back to the story with Roberto. I told Roberto that I help people navigate big changes. And he said, oh, I'm facing a big change right now. And I said, tell me about it. (laughs) So he did. And here's the thing that Roberto is dealing with right now. So Roberto and his wife, he's married, they have one child and they live in an apartment in Brooklyn. And Brooklyn, New York, that's where I live. And Roberto's wife wants to send their son to a special kind of school, which would be monstrously expensive in Brooklyn. And that is why, or at least one of the leading reasons why, she wants to move to the suburbs where they can afford that school and have a different lifestyle. And Roberto hates this idea. He loves Brooklyn and he wants to stay. And I don't know if you know this, but this is a very Brooklyn situation. This is something so many people grapple with. And... So, you know, it was sounding familiar to me, and I told Roberto, oh, I know what you should do. And then I shared some advice that I got from Katie Milkman, who is a Wharton professor who studies how people change behaviors. And she had told me, I interviewed her a long time ago, she had told me that people are often afraid of big decisions because they feel like long-term commitments, which is why she said, these are her exact words, We need to be more comfortable labeling it. This is an experiment. It's not my end goal. I'm exploring. So you try a few different things and treat those as data you're gathering. That is what Katie told me. And that's a really interesting thought, isn't it? Because oftentimes we do. We think that every decision that we are going to make is something that we must then do for a long time. We're we're, we're stuck with it. And that means, of course, that we (laughs) don't want to do it because we don't want to commit to it because we don't know if we're going to like it in the long term. And so maybe we just say, I don't know. But what if not? What if it's an experiment? What if you go into it thinking, you know what? We're going to try this out. We're going to gather data. Maybe at the end of the term, right? Experiments have terms. So maybe you say, I'm going to do this for three months. I'm going to do this for a week. I'm going to do this for a year, whatever you figure it out for yourself. But you say, this is an experiment. I'm going to do it for some period of time. I'm going to gather data and see what happens. What you will then end up doing is either saying this was a good outcome of this experiment or bad outcome. I tried this thing and I didn't really like it. I tried this thing and I really liked it. Either way, 
It works out. It doesn't work out. Success, because the point of an experiment is not for something to work out. The point of the experiment is to gather more data, to test an idea and see what happens, and then use the result of that test to inform the thing that you do next. I have plenty of friends who have said, you know, like at the beginning of their careers or even in the middle of their careers, who have said, you know, I don't know exactly what it is that I want to do, but I think that I'm interested in X. So I'm going to try it. I'm going to go out. I'm going to get this, get a job in it and just see what happens. And they do. And a year later, they realized I really liked a certain part of this. Like I, I have a friend who joined a customer service team at a company because they were really interested in how companies interact with customers. And what they found was that responding to customers all day and like dealing with their problems, they absolutely hated, but that work put them in contact with another team that was proactively reaching out to customers to understand them better so that it could help the company better market to and reach those customers. And my friend thought that was very interesting and then ended up building a career off of that instead. So the experiment of joining that individual team and doing that original work, that was a failure, but it wasn't a failure at all because it actually led to great success. So that's what we're talking about with experiments. That's why Katie Milkman's advice is so smart. So now let's go back to Roberto standing there in the playground, trying to figure out what he wants to do with his life. And his wife wants them to move to the suburbs and he doesn't want to. And so I said to him, well, you should run an experiment. And what would an experiment look like? Well, he and his family could rent a house in his wife's ideal location over the summer. They could put their kid in camp locally and they could see what life is like. Wouldn't that help Roberto and his wife, for that matter, figure out if this is a move they want to make permanently? To which Roberto said, funny enough, that's exactly what we're doing. <laughs> they plan to do this for two months in the summer. But, Roberto told me, he will not be there that often. And when he said that, I said, well, if you're not there, then the experiment doesn't work. But that's when he explained the rest of the problem. The rest of the problem is this. Stick around, Help Wanted will be right back. Let's name some brilliant business partners who just get it done, shall we? Ben and Jerry, Procter and Gamble, me and Jason. Well, what about perfect business partners when it comes to growing your business? That's you and Shopify. Shopify is the global e-commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling something physical like bagels or in the service business and you're selling your time as a copy editor. Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. And you can sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. On our show, we try to be the one-stop shop for entrepreneurs who want to take their business further. And that's exactly what Shopify does too. We're basically twins. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash helpwanted, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash helpwanted now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash helpwanted. 
you know, Jason, I wouldn't let just anyone be my co-host. Oh, no? No, I take very seriously who I bring on to my dream team. And that's why when I need to hire, I go to LinkedIn Jobs. Well, you're not the only one. Two and a half million small businesses use LinkedIn for hiring. That's right, because LinkedIn has a network of more than a billion professionals. And you can find candidates that you can't find anywhere else. It's also so quick and easy. When you're running a business, you can't be a full-time recruiter, too. You're a full-time everything else. But with LinkedIn jobs, you can post a job description in just a few clicks. And did you know there's even an AI feature that can write the job description for you? So brilliant. What a great time saver. And it's also my favorite price. Free? Free Free 99. Yes. Yes. I mean, if you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you are looking in the wrong place. Go post your job for free at linkedin.com slash help wanted. That is linkedin.com slash help wanted to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome back to Help Wanted. Let's get to it. Roberto has spent 15 years in Brooklyn building a service business. And it is now very successful and it runs entirely on word of mouth. He tells me that he cannot afford to be out of the city for extended stretches because his projects will falter and the word of mouth cycle will break. He will lose the momentum that he has spent 15 years building. And could he commute back and forth from this suburb to Brooklyn? Yeah, sure. But it would be hours each day. It's a little far away. Traffic around here is terrible. And this is what makes him so resistant to the move. He thinks that if they leave the city, his business will disappear and so will a substantial portion of his family's income. Then he imagines himself being in a suburb, knowing nobody, totally isolated, and unable to work. And he has tried to talk with his wife about this, but he says she's really emotionally invested in moving, and it's hard for them to see this problem clearly. Okay, I said, once I finally understood all that, I have some homework for you both. Because now it is time to apply, is this new problem better than my old problem in a very strategic way? As Roberto and his wife are debating this decision, think about what they're doing. They are so busy arguing their points that they're unable to agree upon what their real problems even are. Each of them seeks perfection. For Roberto, his work situation is perfect. For his wife, the upstate school situation is perfect. And they are anchoring everything on those two facts. So I told him what I have now already told you. You cannot seek perfection. We must instead ask, is our new problem better than our old problem? And how can you do that in a constructive way? Well, I have an exercise for you, as I had an exercise for Roberto. Roberto and his wife have two scenarios in front of them. In the first, they stay in Brooklyn. In the second, they leave Brooklyn. They need to list out every possible problem with both scenarios. Because let's be clear, both scenarios are problematic. And although they may disagree with each other's priorities, they can at least agree on what a problem looks like. So if you, now applying this to you listening to this right now, if you are trying to decide between two choices, then pull those choices apart and then start to list off just in a very objective way how each of these choices can be problematic. What problems, not saying that there are problems you can't overcome, just problems, what problems do they create? 
with Roberto and his wife, for example, let's just run through a few of them. If they stay in Brooklyn, here are some problems. They're dealing with high costs of living and a small living space. Roberto's wife doesn't get the school she wants, which she may resent, or they have to pay for private school by staying in the city and they're going to struggle to pay for that because it's insanely expensive. If they leave Brooklyn, what are the problems? Well, they leave their friends and family who are in Brooklyn and they have to start over socially. That sucks. Roberto may lose his work, which he may resent his wife for. And one or both, I guess, of them may have long commutes back to the city for work. Now that they've done this, now that we've listed the problems off, they can see what those problems are. And next, next, next part of the exercise it is time to plot out what it takes to solve all of those problems, all of them in both scenarios. What does that look like? Just, I'll give you a little taste. So let's say that they stay in Brooklyn and one of the problems now is schools, that they don't have easier access to the kind of school that the wife really wanted to send their kid to. So, okay, how do they solve that problem? Well, I guess one of the things that they could do is they could pay for private school, but that creates another problem, which is a financial strain. So now what are they going to have to do? Well, they're going to have to rework their finances or maybe move to a cheaper part of the city, which is possible, but then they're still going to be leaving some of the stuff that they were really comfortable with in Brooklyn. All all right, so now we can see the cascading problems. If they leave, if they leave that they go to the suburbs, well, what's the problem there? One of the problems is Roberto loses his business in Brooklyn. So what could he do? How do you solve that problem? Well, I, he could mm, take a job at some other company instead of rebuilding his business. He could find some other way to make money. Of course, no matter the decision, someone is going to be unhappy. What I'm laying out here are not perfect solutions. They are just the solutions. But it doesn't mean everyone's happy. So now, what will resolve this? What will get you to an answer? Well, that's what the point of this exercise is. Because the point of this exercise is to show, is to reveal that you can't weigh problems against problems. You can't say, well... I would be unhappy with this thing and you would be unhappy with that thing. And now you're just going to start debating who's more emotionally attached to each thing. You can't do that. It's too abstract. You can't weigh problems against problems. You'll just default to the thing you want more. But once you start trying to solve the problems, you can see which solutions are more worth the sacrifice. Because again, every choice is going to lead to problems. Those problems have solutions, but the solutions are going to require some kind of sacrifice. So which is the better set of problems? Now you can start to answer that. I told Roberto all this. He said he is going to go home and do this with his wife. We exchanged numbers. He said he was going to send me a text update. I didn't get the text, but I did run into Roberto about two weeks later. And he had an update. The update was this. He said, first of all, he tried to do the exercise with his wife, but it really didn't go anywhere because she is so invested, so emotionally invested in the move that she was struggling to really engage in an objective way. But they did go up there and they did visit and spend a little time. I think it was a weekend. And he started to find things to appreciate. They weren't Brooklyn. He loves Brooklyn, but he appreciated the space and the outdoor space and the quietness and they found some cute shops and whatever. And also, 
He started to think about how the way he understood the problem of his business might actually not be the only way to understand it. He was just thinking about losing this company that he has spent 15 years building because it was all word of mouth service business in Brooklyn and then going to a place where nobody knew who he was and therefore he would not be able to repeat it and he would be stuck at home and that was the way he understood the problem. But he's looking around and he's realizing, you know, actually... There are a lot of people out here who could use my services. He's in a kind of construction service thing. And not nearly as much competition. Not nearly as many people out here doing what I do. Back in Brooklyn, there's a lot of competition. Up there, not so much. Maybe it wouldn't be as hard as he thought to restart his business out there. Maybe, in fact, it might even be a little easier to build a business out there. He's still not exactly sure what to do, but he seemed a lot more open to it. Because I think what he did is that he ultimately came to realize that when he started to evaluate what the problems were in front of him, that maybe restarting the business is not nearly as scary as losing the business. And that shifts the calculation on which is the better problem. And this, I think, is perfect. (laughs) Which is funny uh, to say in an episode where I have spent a lot of time telling you to never use the word or consider the concept of perfect. But the thing that's perfect about it is how imperfect it is. About how once you spend enough time really being open to the reality of problems and engaging with them and not being afraid of them, what you end up with is... An ability to make a decision, you know, just an ability to consider that a decision can be made and that fine, fine, it's not everything that you wanted, but nothing in life is. So if you can just get yourself to a place where it's worth running that experiment, even if it's a long-term experiment, I mean, look, Roberto and his wife could move to this suburb and... They could hate it and then three years later come back to Brooklyn and they could have just said, well, that was an experiment and that's fine too. That's fine too. It's all an experiment. Everything we do is an experiment. Life is an experiment. And that, that, that ability to engage with problems, that is perfect. Help Wanted is a production of Money News Network. Help Wanted is hosted by me, Jason Pfeiffer. And me, Nicole Lappin. Our executive producer is Morgan Lavoie. If you want some help, email our helpline at helpwanted at moneynewsnetwork.com for the chance to have some of your questions answered on the show. And follow us on Instagram at Money News and TikTok at Money News Network for exclusive content and to see our beautiful faces. Maybe a little dance? Oh, I didn't sign up for that. All right. Well, talk to you soon.